Sorry, do you hear that feedback? Sorry, that, that was not going to be my planned intro. <laughs> but it started right as you hit record. I don't know if it's, I think it's on your end. I can't tell what it is. Something ambient in the back. Anyway, uh, it's the Doug Zone, listeners. Hello. Um, <laughs> Hopefully it's nothing. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. I don't hear anything, so. Like, in my house. Obviously, I okay. wouldn't hear anything over the headphones, but. You figured, yeah. No, okay. Well, it's. I'm sure it's fine. It's nothing. Uh, okay. no, nothing to worry about. This podcast has made its way through worse audio issues than that. Oh, so yes. We'll be, uh, we'll be good. Anyway, my planned joke, I was going to say, sorry if my Wi-Fi cuts out everybody. I'm in a submarine right now on my way to the Titanic wreck. Oh, so, uh, exciting. Nice and topical joke. Uh, I think they found the wreckage, right? Didn't, didn't they? They figured that it imploded and they're all presumed dead. Well, yeah, you know. You uh, can't win them all. But the also, whole, like, guy's son thing that went on, crazy. He's so cool. That guy rocks, actually. I love he's him. He's a convicted uh, stalker. <laughs> never mind. He doesn't rock. All <laughs> I knew about him, the only thing I've seen was just him, like, quote-tweeting that one, like, OnlyFans girl who was like... Saying, sit on me, yeah. Yeah, he was like, sit on me. I'm like, this this is so cool. Your dad is, like, missing, presumed dead, and you're, like, responding to thirst posts on Twitter. Was he the Blink-182 guy, too? I have not. I have no I don't idea. Know. I couldn't tell you. Um, Apparently, he's a character and not okay. a good one. Yeah, never mind. I, I don't love this guy. Um, he's certainly with just that one thing. That was pretty cool. Um, I I I don't admire it, but I do kind of respect the willingness to uh, even accidentally show that much about your true priorities while your family are like dying. Um, yeah. Yeah. But. Um, but yeah, no, I look, here's the thing. Of course, this is what happened. You're going to the most famously sunk ship on Earth. And you're like, well, I mean, Let's these, go waters, inside. these aren't treacherous. Let's uh, n- nothing bad has ever happened here before. We'll just venture on down there. Lightning striking twice. Hmm? Never happens. <laughs> um, if there's one thing I know. Uh, I also think in the, the CEO, like the guy who like ran the thing say in an interview like a few months ago that like safety uh i don't remember the exact word of hand let me see if i i I think i took a screenshot of the headline because it was just so powerful um let's see yeah he said safety is a waste is his exact word and he's like at a certain point you just need to accept that there's risks to these sorts of things and um for a quarter of a million dollars there should be slightly less risks yeah you know look he died as he lived um which is to say, maybe not taking quite as many safety precautions as he should have. But, uh, nope. you know, that's just the way it goes. I also, I really liked the, um, this was this was yesterday. I, I got this headline just recommended to me on my newsfeed uh, from CNN. And if I didn't see it myself, I would have thought that it was fake. <clears throat> A former U.S. Navy submarine commander. The submersible is either on the ocean's surface or the bottom. Which. It's either. They're either dead or alive. I'll yeah, tell like, you that much. <laughs> just incredible. Like, that's, I feel like, just a slightly wider margin of error than we want for this sort of search. He's like, I figured it out, guys. They are somewhere in the ocean. That I can <laughs> say for sure. I don't think they have left the ocean. 
Yeah, like, I mean, look, credit where it's due. This guy has nailed the 99% confidence interval, right? Unfortunately. Yeah, no, he's correct, but. <laughs> I want I want just a little more confidence from my former submarine commanders when I'm asking them, hey, where's the sub? <laughs> but, you know. Hey, where's the sub? Ah, somewhere. It either sank or it didn't. That I can say for sure. Um, and, uh, you know. That's why he's a that's why he's a submarine commander and I'm not. He's willing to come out and say like he tells it like it is. Yep. The he rest of us will, does. Yeah, the rest of us were worried about, you know, things like reasonable or satisfactory answers that told us anything we didn't know already. But he said, nah, fuck it. I've got an answer for you. Sir, how many people do you think were on the sub? Um, at least one. Yeah. Look at more than one, possibly less than a thousand, but we're not sure we're, we're not, not certain yet. Certain. <laughs> I know for a fact that the submarine had didn't have at least one person from Earth's population on it. Me. So we are potentially looking for <laughs> nine billion people in a submarine or one. Uh, we're not sure where yet, but it's somewhere on that sliding scale. We're just unsure. Yeah. Like all crimes, it lie. It's somewhere in the, somewhere in between those things. Um, and that's all that we can say for certain right now. Thank you. No more questions. Um, I'm like, sir, you're on live television. Can we ask you a few more questions? He's like, no, absolutely not. Um, I'm just giving you the facts here. Here, I'll give you another one. I think the submarine probably surrounded on at, at least one side of it is in contact with salt water right now. I can say it's that. It's actually kind of like a peninsula when you think about it. <laughs> it is either an island or a peninsula. We're not sure yet. We're, we're hoping we're for a sure peninsula. We're pretty sure it's not landlocked. <laughs> That would be crazy. You know, the submarine just, like, turns up in the middle of Arizona. Everybody's like, whoa. That, how'd that get there? I'm like, well, we don't know. The power of the free market. Innovation. We, uh, <laughs> you are wrong, sir. It's not at the top of the ocean nor the bottom. Yeah, I've been disrupting the submarine industry by launching them into space instead. <laughs> uh, you know. It's just the way it goes sometimes. Anyway, yeah, uh, you know, RIP, all those billionaires, really sad. I am. Um, yeah. Somebody um, was suggesting that it was becoming like a Lord of the Flies situation down there, and that that <laughs> would have been something. Yeah. Because they're it, like, they, they only have five oxygen tanks, maybe less, plus they're being poisoned by their own CO2 emissions. Yeah, which is, don't you just, you just get sleepy when you die of carbon monoxide poisoning, don't you? Well, I guess it's monoxide. Maybe dioxide does something different. Who knows? But, I have no idea. I don't know. I feel like they just sort of like drift off and take a nap. Also, like the submarine, like, you know, imploded uh, because yeah. of surface pressure. So sounds like Lord of the Flies did not get very far underway before everybody like, was killed. Yesterday, they were like, we heard banging noises on the sonar. What? what was that? Yeah. <laughs> Look, guys, I'm OK, fine. I didn't want to come out and say it. I think the Kraken did this. We all need to acknowledge this. <laughs> there are sea monsters out there and none of you. Believed me, but now that they've killed some of the richest people on Earth. Imploded. Yeah, imploded. Sounds to me like another word for crushed, parentheses, by a sea monster. What do you think happened to the Titanic, dummy? Yeah, what, you think it hit Stop an iceberg? Going to the sea monster's home. I really like, did you, I was reading about this a while back. There were like Titanic truthers a while ago who were like arguing that these scraped against an iceberg, uh, cause for the sinking was wrong and i was like whoa holy shit do we have like 9-11 truth but for titanic because you know i will be oh, all yeah. over this 
No, they were just arguing that it just like headlog hit an iceberg instead of like getting scraped by one. I was like, what? That is the same thing. Like, <laughs> it didn't hit an iceberg. It hit an iceberg. Yeah, it ran into an iceberg, not alongside an iceberg. It's like, Whoa, man. I mean, you just blew the lid off the whole fucking thing. I mean, <laughs> there are like Titanic truthers, though. Yeah, see, I'm sure that there are, but, like, because the reason I was interested in this was that it was, like, getting, like, mainstream play, where they're, like, everything you know about the Titanic might be wrong. And I was, like, well, I got to see what BBC News has to tell me about this. And then, no, just that it ran into an iceberg instead of running into an iceberg. And I was, like, whoa, this is – sir, I didn't I didn't run over your son. I just hit him with my car. He rolled over top, okay? So write that down. Like that—that's how that feels, you know. Is uh, but oh well. Regardless. I would like the jury to know, I did not run over this man. I hit this man. If anything, he ran over me because he rolled over top of the car. Yeah. Uh, I now, when I switched into reverse, I did run him over. <laughs> <laughs> I had this like family friend in high school who got injured because they were riding a bike and ran into the back of a car. Like they rear-ended a car on a bicycle and like huh. broke their arm. Feels like you should you should be able to stop that accident accident from occurring, right? Like, like I, were you texting and biking? I don't think that works. Yeah, I was gonna say because things like this occur. Um, but <laughs> well, also, how, yeah, you have, like, how one we, hand in the center of the handlebars? Or? Yeah, no, yeah, you know, you're doing like the classic no hands thing. You're just also not looking. Uh, and honestly, <laughs> that would be really impressive, being able to maintain that level of balance on a bicycle if you didn't then immediately crash into a car and injure yourself. At which point it we go, oh, right, that's why we don't do that on bikes. My mom used uh, to have a lifelong dream of riding a unicycle. That, like, that was her lifelong dream. <laughs> that, yeah. that was her lifelong dream? Did yeah. she? Does she know how to ride a unicycle? No. <laughs> she I mean, has one now. My dad bought her a unicycle, but it turns out riding a unicycle is pretty difficult. It is, yeah, it is pretty difficult from everything I've been told, which is part of why it's not my lifelong dream to do. But, I mean, look, it's technically, it's a very achievable dream if you, you know... Put in the work, but... I just completely forgot about that until we were talking about riding a bicycle without hands. And you're like, you know what that reminds... What if there was one less wheel on this thing? <laughs> <laughs> what if you couldn't use your hands? I do like the idea of a unicycle with handlebars, though. Um... <laughs> they're completely useless. They're just there. Yeah, they're just worthless. Yeah. If anything, they make it much harder because you need to hold on to them in order to not fall over. But yeah, you know, you have like a counterweight on the back. It's like a normal bicycle. It's just there's one wheel and it's in the middle of where the two wheels would normally go. Right. And there's just a lot of extra metal on either side for no real reason. Mm. You can still switch gears, though. Um, oh, yeah. Duh. Yeah. Hang on. I actually, a multi-gear unicycle is an incredible image. I, that is. Like downshifting as I'm going onto a hill. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Speaking of the Titanic, uh, have you heard of the one-woman Titanic? <laughs> wow, I really wish that I had seen that coming, or even I could say <laughs> that I had, like, knowingly set this whole bit up, but damn, nicely done. Uh, but, oh, wow. <laughs> Listeners at home, I just visibly deflated as Julian reminded me about what we were talking about today. Yeah, it's it's Demo Reel, episode Demo one, part, part two. two. Oh, I'm dying. Um, okay, yeah, we're okay. Gonna I will say they fixed one of our gripes. The black and white makes a little more sense now. Yes, 
Everything behind like, the scenes is now in black and white. Everything that is part of the show is now in color. There's no longer these weird colored interviews. Yeah. The interviews are now in black and white. Yes. Fortunately. Oh, Matt's gone. God. I really hated this one, probably more than the last one, but they did everything we said they'd do. They introduced all of the villains. They fixed the black and white. The white balance, the color balancing is still off. Everyone's still green. Yeah, that has arguably gotten worse, I think. I think so. The whole cat speak segment. Hmm. He's back. He's back from the Titanic. Hello, everybody. Um, the cat speak segment I really didn't like. Did not enjoy that at all. Yeah. Have we? Yeah. She's that was trying like the first... her best, though. Once again, shining light. There's she a girl. is doing her best, and I really do commend the effort. Um, With the material unfortunately, given. Yeah, look, the best waiter on the Titanic. You know, I mean, where'd that guy end up? Uh, presumably next to these billionaires. We can't say for certain yet, though. Yep. In, like, 20 years, I want to, like, make a little submarine and go down to find the wreckage of the submarine. Um charge people a couple million dollars uh anyway <laughs> a weird thing i noticed in this one so there's a there's a portion not to jump ahead but to jump ahead there's a portion where they're doing the super villain shuffle and inexplicably doug has dubbed his own voice over everyone else's okay dude he did that for every time bane spoke in this entire thing he was dubbed over he also scarecrow that's all Doug, all and villains, i don't know why think, but the joker even in the super villain shuffle is dubbed over yeah which I don't – it's so confusing. There's a lot going on there. We're going to discuss that. I have – I don't have any theories, actually, but I have a lot of thoughts that we mm-hmm. – but I don't want – oh, God, yeah. I, I rewatched the Supervillain Shuffle immediately before joining this because it felt like a fever dream. I've seen that – that's, like, maybe the most memed part of Demo Reel, I think, it's is the Supervillain Shuffle. I've seen it a couple times, and every time I, I think I've imagined it. Like, oh, yeah. anyway. Point being, um, oh, no, my my mouse, my wireless mouse has died. What a shame. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Oh, so, I yeah. do want to say there actually is one behind the scenes part that's not in black and white. Oh, wait, there is? Which one? Um, At around the, like, 21 minute mark, wherever it, he's trying to get the ending rewritten. That oh, part right. Is not black yeah. And, and then we cut to, like, his interview where he's talking about how excited he is. Yeah. God damn it. None of the, I don't, we aren't stupid, right? There, is there an easily, is there a clear delineation? There can't be. I feel like I'm dying. This can't be right. (laughs) Demo Reel is making me so angry, and I'm torn between being glad that I'm feeling something again when I'm watching Doug videos or being just furious, you know? I'm just. Yeah. The passion is back, but. The passion it is, is unfortunately back, but... all negative. Um, Ooh, it's all negative. Um, what happens anyway. in this video? Okay. Okay, back to the cat speak. We're going back to the beginning. Shining cat light. She, she's doing her best. Um, what is her name again? I don't remember. Um, Rachel, I believe. It is. Whoa, that's confusing. Um. Yep, Rachel. Well. Interesting. Anyway, so yeah, she's, you know, she's doing her best with what she's got, but it starts with like almost a straight minute of her just making cat noises. Yeah, uh, 
Which like Which is she the only like I speak cat and meowed and that could have been the end of the gag, right? Yeah, no, she said I speak cat and like my heart sank because I knew what was about to happen. Like I was like the, I just like four examples. She does like four different phrases in cat language. Yeah, and like the I guess the 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 joke beyond her making silly cat noises is supposed to be that she's like murdered her cat because Yeah. One the, of them is like this is you've left me in the dryer, which she immediately is, follows up with I need to go to the vet. Um is it part is it this part in the video where Rob says something? Yeah, Rob is like behind the camera. It's the only time in these entire interviews we've ever had like a behind the camera voice. And it's just Rob like in German going what? like how did you know that? Like with his weird German accent. Yeah. It Rob like really wanted to be in this. He's I, in yeah. the background of like one other shot, but hovering menacingly. Yeah. He looms large over the production and you can tell. He really does, and it's not in a good way. <laughs> um but yeah, so that's that's our little like our it's not a cold open because there aren't ever like demo reel like theme. Like, there isn't a demo reel theme. There aren't credits, but, like... because there's one to the nostalgia critic. Like Yeah. And this, like, feels very much like it wanted to have a cold open, too. Like, that whole yeah. little segment, to me, felt like it was... I think it would like have worked was, better as a cold open. Yeah. It's still not worked, but worked better. It would have, like, made sense. It wouldn't be quite mm-hmm. as jarring to go from that to whatever the next scene is. Oh, God, hang on. Uh, okay. uh, it's where oh, right. Batman has... So yeah. Batman receives a letter, right? Yeah, he and gets this letter from Rachel. Rachel, who's also the actor's name is Rachel. Yeah, that's why it's all blurring together, guys. It's Reality all... is warping around me. Reality is <laughs> confusing. Um, and it essentially says that she didn't love him. And instead of telling that to Doug, this character uh, eats eats the. He yeah. Eats the letter. Which is, you know, it's like I guess it's supposed to be the uh the, I'm up ish on my Dark Knight lore. I think Alfred literally does destroy a letter from Rachel where she's like I'm in love with Harvey Dent. But um yeah. In this we're once again back to doing the classic these vi- these sketches don't know what they want to be because once again in the middle of it he start they start doing like the uh, the how it should have ended style commentary. Um, and it's never good if you're making how it should have ended look like consummate professionals who are really like figuring out funny things to say about movies. That's mm-hmm. a bad sign for your reenactments of a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they, cause yeah, we, we see him eat the letter and walk away and then it cuts to their, oh wait, no, we, uh, then we have several scenes of them trying to perfect the Bane voice, trying to perfect the Bane voice, which is all for naught anyway, because we dug his we dub his voice over anyway. Which, but like he doesn't do a bad bane in the scene. None of them do. They because again, like we said, I mean we talked it's about this an last easy episode. Impression. Yeah, that's maybe the weirdest part about this prolonged bit is you guys heard last episode. Everybody listen to the last episode if you haven't. Uh, you heard me do a bane voice in two seconds. You do literally just need to cup your hands over your face and then like it. Speaking of slightly straight, yeah, hit us with your Bane impression, Jillian. What will break first? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Nailed it. See? We got a Bane voice. Done. Um, Easy. And so I still, I'm not sure. 
because this issue recurs with the supervillain shuffle. I'm not sure if it's supposed to be like a meta joke about Donnie that everybody's voice it's, is dubbed yeah. over. But he, exactly. I'm just like, I don't. I don't trust this to do that. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing else about the text gives me the nothing about the text or its author. We're not not doing death of the author right now. Oh, I wish this author was dead, but he is not. Uh, and I, I know too much about him to discount that. There's no way. I just and even if it is, it's baffling. It makes no, I don't understand anything about this. But yeah. So or, we have the the Bane voice. And then which goes on for a while. Yeah, they really eat up a lot of runtime with the Bane voice discussion. And then it cuts to Bane and his cronies at an Arby's. Bane voiced by Doug. Bane course. voiced by Doug, played by Malcolm. Um, or I guess played by Tacoma in universe. But, you know, you guys get what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> it was. It, they don't give a reason that it's at an Arby's, do they? No, it's just the funny ra- random equals funny. It's at an Arby's. Yeah, which is strange to me because I feel like you could have, like, you know, made a, a joke about their low-budget filming, right? Like, yeah. it could have been like, all right, we need to film somewhere, but all we have is this Arby's that I work at on the side or something. You know, like... Yeah. And then at least there's a reason. But, yeah, instead it just... It's, it's They're also visibly not in an Arby's. They're in the warehouse yeah. still. You can tell. Also, like, couldn't they have been, like... Isn't this where the Joker was literally five minutes ago? Yeah. Or, yeah, like, tried to in-universe lampshade that fact. Yes. Yeah, there's there's so much that they could have done with their one setting that they paid $200,000 for. Um, and instead, Doug decided, no, we're going to Arby's for this one, man. Cause... Which is just the setting the scene. It's just a stock photo of Arby's. And then it yeah. shows them back in the warehouse. Not even, like, <laughs> you, maybe there would be, like, some windows or they could set up, like, a table. Yeah, they could, like, pretend. But, yeah. It doesn't look like they're in an Arby's because... Or, like, well, tape a sign of Arby's to the wall? Do something. Yeah, like, it doesn't look like an Arby's. And I, as I started saying that, I realized the answer, the reason is because they're not at an Arby's. But, yeah, they could have done anything to look like they were, you know, not standing in front of cinder block warehouse walls when they filmed. But, oh, well, what can I say? Um, yeah, everybody looks quite green in this scene. And you, you don't realize how much help they're getting from the uh, black and white segments until it's not in black and white anymore and then you're like oh i don't think that's what people are supposed to look like they all look jaundiced yeah yeah i guess this isn't quite green yet that's that's a little later mm-hmm. although there are some egregious shots in this one when it comes to the uh but either way white balancing is not great then we get the uh yeah, the scene all shots are from like below yeah yeah once again they're looking they up have a very at everybody. short cameraman how tall is Rob Walker? Hang on, I'm looking it up. Because Rob Walker was in the credits. He's one of the guys who was doing the cameras. Looks short. Um, uh, but that'd even be funny if they made a joke about being like, our cameraman is only four feet tall. Wait, what the fu- Sorry, hang on. That's, is he like that five, can't be the right like one. Six foot five or something Oh, crazy? That's, that's, that's a different Rob Walker. Oh, yeah, because I clicked on it and it said six four. I was like, I refuse to believe this. That cannot be true. Um, ah, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Um, okay, one second. IMDb is loading. Here we are. Okay. 
he hang on i'm trying to find his bio on imdb oh god Oh, hang on. He's credited as a producer on an upcoming project. Let's see what it is. Hell oh, yes. It's Nostalgia Critic, and the upcoming project is from 2007. So something tells me his IMDb is not very up-to-date. Uh, scroll, scroll. Personal detail. Alternative name. <laughs> okay, this is awesome. Uh, so I'd like to just come out and say it. I don't know how reliable this is because the first bit of information we have on here is alternative names, and all it says is man-children. So, hell yeah. But it says here that his height is 5'10. Um, so, not short, like. Average height. Average height. And not every shot is filmed from below, it's just most of them. Yeah, which leads us once again back to the uh, possibility that this is all incompetence and we're, we're looking too much into it again. But. Yeah. Um, Guys, we want this to make sense so badly. It's just like rewatching Suburban Nights. We're like, there's no way it was that bad. It can't have been that bad. It was that bad. I'm it sorry. It was that me. bad. Um, next, we have the first scene where we see all of the villains together. Not the supervillain shuffle. Not but... quite. Everybody, the supervillain shuffle. I mean, it it approaches. The supervillain cometh, as the play goes, but uh, not quite yet. Yeah, um, so we get so one Rain of the... Rain has the, assembled the rest of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's assembled them all. Sorry, I'm jumping forward. And then, yeah. Also, Scarecrow, I think, is Rachel. Um, because yeah. he's the only one whose face is completely covered. But either way, he is definitely dubbed over by Doug. So, whoever's playing Scarecrow, I guess, didn't have a sufficiently good Scarecrow impression. Yeah. Uh, that was to Doug's liking. Uh, but yes, Bane has gathered the supervillains. And um, he doesn't really what, say what they're going to do. Yeah. He's just like, are you guys ready? And they're like, yeah. Like, yeah, man, we're, we're ready to, to do evil. And then it cuts to what is essentially the plot for the next five minutes, at least. Yep. Which is, what will the end of this be? And you go, man, I sure do wonder. I I also really liked that. When they, because guys, they're referring to, so Tacoma and Donnie have a disagreement, right, about the ending of the movie, which I figured was like, you know, the end, ending of the movie. But no, they literally mean the last shot of the film, mm-hmm. uh, which is maybe not what I would have said. If When people tell you that they don't like the ending of The Dark Knight Rises. They don't usually mean the shot. Yeah, usually they have some complaints with, like, the script going back a minute or two, maybe, if they're feeling, you know, really wild. That's not the problem here. The problem here is the final shot of the movie. You see Batman and Rachel. Yeah, and I want to be clear. I I know for a fact that this is a thing that Doug actually thinks would improve the movie. Oh, yes. Is Doug watched Inception and was like, every movie should feel like that, I think. Um, like, because so, yeah, right. Sorry, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Do you want to, Julian, do you want to explain what, what Tacoma's improvement to the ending of Tacoma's The Dark Knight Rises is? Tacoma's improvement is to leave it vague and not show them at the end. Is to just leave it open-ended, no one knows, could be anything that happens. Even though... 
just changing the last shot would change nothing else about the end of the movie and people would assume the same thing happened? What if we just don't show it? That would make the movie better. And like, look, here's the thing. I would... Oh, we don't know what he would do. He's back. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would... It, it wouldn't have bothered me. Like, I probably would have liked that as like a yeah. cute little like... Because that... In part because of the fact that that's there's really no ambiguity to that ending at all. If everything no, else is exactly the same, like yeah, you said, exactly. yeah. Uh, but it would, you know, it'd be like a, it'd be a, a sort of cute way to do it, and you'd be like, oh, I, I see. Oh, ooh. Oh, we're supposed um, to imagine the, their future together, not see it. Yeah. Ah. How pleasant, you know. Uh, but I just I don't think that that really changes things. No. At all much, nope. but. Doug, in the script, writes the, the the straight man character. And once we're done summarizing the episode, we'll talk about I I think I've nailed down why this dynamic just feels so weird to me. But anyway, he's he's written as sort of like straight man character, because that's really what Tacoma is. He's kind of like mm-hmm. meant to be the closest the one to a actor, sane. Right? Yeah, he's the serious actor. He's the yeah. uh, he's the character who, as Doug famously thinks, all comedy is based on pain. He's the uh, he's the character who's here to suffer. Um, yes. So he writes the smart guy. Girls will be wacky. Doug will be Doug. Rob's going to be a Nazi. What does that leave left? Well, you know, I guess we've just got a normal guy. (laughs) Because those are all the funny things we get. We have silly woman. We have silly woman, two different kinds of evil man. And that's that's all that there is for comedy. (laughs) (laughs) And the straight man. And then we're done. Um, Now the gay man, on the other hand. soon to follow uh but <laughs> um, anyway yes yeah, so he writes in his smart character saying what is clearly his opinion and then the character that he plays sits down and goes yeah i like that a lot i think that really would make things better and you go this is just phenomenal script work doug i, I love this for you man. i have no idea what's going to come next yeah i have no idea what's going to happen um also even doug's delivery is I'm realizing now, I'm not realizing this now. I've known this forever. Doug just doesn't know how to act. There's no, yeah. e- the nostalgia critic is Doug maybe like amplified slightly because you watch it. Yeah. The way that he like reads these lines feels like the nostalgia critic. Like it doesn't even feel like Doug Walker, the guy. It's the nostalgia I think critic. I lost who Doug Walker, the guy is. There is only the nostalgia critic. Yeah, it's, yeah, he's... <laughs> He's buried himself in the role too far. It's like what people thought happened with Heath Ledger. Doug Walker tried to stop being a nostalgia critic and he killed himself. Um, <laughs> um, That's actually. And we found in his people. journal that he wrote that he couldn't live without the critic. <laughs> um, uh, for those who've already seen the ending of Demo Reel, closer to the truth than you might think. Uh, but from there, I think after that, we cut to the supervillain shuffle, don't we? Um, I think so. Yes, we do cut to the supervillain shuffle. Oh, it's just, man, this is not good. I, how do we want to discuss the supervillain shuffle? I feel like almost all of our listeners have already seen this, but I know that there are at least a few out there who haven't. Um, it's exactly what you think it is. Like exactly what you think it is. Actually, hang on. 
Think about exactly what you're thinking right now. Make it just a little worse. Now it's exactly what you think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Sprinkle in some extra cringe. I know. Um, and then and right now you're the, thinking it can't possibly be cringier than what I'm imagining. It can, and it, it is. It can. Um, Just put it to like the vague tune of Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> so cool. Which is uh, sick. And then dancing in front of a green screen of something or other. Just sort of like vague patterns. It's not entirely yeah. clear what. The Joker's wig in this scene doesn't even look green. Yeah, which is ironic, considering what some of the people look like throughout this. But yeah, no, it is just, like, gray. Maybe black. Yeah, no, and he looks green. Yeah, they exactly. They all look green. Like, they all look green already. How do so we... how did they... <laughs> how like did this things through, like, the dog vision filter, you know, where everything's, <laughs> like, blue and yellow. <laughs> yeah, uh... <laughs> Yeah, we have a limited color spectrum going on for some reason. Uh, and Maybe it's an artistic choice. It's an artistic choice, yeah. It's like how in funny games they cut away from every act of violence that occurs. It's like, you know, you see all the green except for where you expect it. Um, <laughs> that way you really sit and grapple with what your conception of the color green is. Um, yeah, we do the supervillain shuffle. Almost all of it is dubbed over by Doug. Yep. Very strange. Watching a black man dance and rap with Doug's voice is so bad. It's such a malevolent feeling. You, I mean, it's just, it's evil. This is what the, <laughs> you feel like you're watching the videotape from the ring. Like, I mean, that's, that's what's happening. You're like, this is going to kill me. Something evil has been unleashed by my witnessing this. Uh, the world was never meant to see the supervillain shuffle. It was, I personally was not meant to see the supervillain shuffle. And yet here we are. Um, let's see, more discussion of the movie's ending. Uh, yeah, because that's, that's the, and now we see where is probably the greenest scene there is. Oh, right, the, is this the national anthem? Hang on. No, this yes. is the, this is the prison. Oh, right, yeah. I think that the, the national anthem might be greener, actually. The shots of ratio are pretty rough. Um, but this, yeah, these are, these are, Malcolm's these are the top so two. so green in this one. Yeah. So we're back. We're in the prison because every now and then they remember that this is like supposed to loosely follow the plot of The Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. Um, it is also very funny that they just sort of like skip over um, Batman Begins in this little like trilogy yeah. that, where they're doing all the movies at once because the last movie was The Dark Knight. This one is The Dark Knight Rises. I guess they just forgot Batman Begins existed, or they did like no, the one scene with him putting on the there. suit. Yeah, I guess he shows up for a line. Um, he has to be in the supervillain shuffle, Matt. Yeah, he's got to be. You know, look. What would have improved Spider-Man 3? Only got know. one thing for you. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, hang on. Yeah, the, uh, the you know, the, the scene in which Spider-Man is, like, dancing and running through the streets, which, A, as a side note, rules, and I will not let anyone tell me otherwise. Um, if... You know, in the background, like Venom was also there doing the exact same dance moves, just like a few <laughs> feet back. I think everybody would understand that this movie was a masterpiece. That's that's all that we need. It's camp. Um, like... It's camp. I mean, but also like, actually, hang on, just quick side note about Spider-Man right. 3. He's obviously the butt of that joke. And it's insane to me that people act as though that yes. that scene isn't funny on purpose. I'm sorry. It's just funny. They're it good movies. I hate to break it to you. 
Um, man, I wish we were watching Spider-Man right now instead of this, but nope, nope. I didn't do a I didn't do a Marvel podcast, and usually I'm grateful for that fact. But now that we're back to actually talking about the subject of the podcast, oh boy, it's a uh, this is grim. What anyway, if we started a Marvel podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we just okay, yeah. That's what we're gonna do. Like right before we do the conclusion of demo reel, we delete the entire feed. Everything is gone. Mm-hmm. Rename the and then we'll put up review Captain America. Yeah. Captain America, the first Avenger, and neither we never address it. We never go back. We just start <laughs> our new life, like we've gone into witness protection. Like <laughs> it's called the Marvel Zone. Yeah, it's the exact same artwork, but with like. Chris Hemsworth face on it for some reason. <laughs> yeah, Iron Man is there instead of the big Doug face. Yeah, it does yeah. still have like cathedral windows though. Like, yeah. It still feels ambiently hellish and nobody's entirely <laughs> sure why. Um, it's still gonna be evil, but like. Yeah. But it yeah, must the, make a very soy. Uh, I was gonna Marvel say. Podcast. I think we should. I think we should go like all in. Like we switch to Marvel and then we just like sell our souls. Where I'm like, guys. I mean, when the Hulk showed up. I thought I was about to cry. Like, I was so excited, you know? I like was that. So I was so excited. People actually uh, bash on the Incredible Hulk, but I think it really set a precedent. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ah! <laughs> and then I awaken from this vision of what could have been. Um, <laughs> that's what happens. Yeah, we're gonna, you know, it's a, a Doug Zone Carol where I'm shown other podcasts like Because <laughs> I'm too ungrateful for the Doug Zone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Hey, you there, boy. What day is it? Like Christmas, sir. I'm like then I haven't missed the Doug Zone annual nostalgia critic movie stream. <laughs> I'm going to my basement, and I slam the window shut, leaving him alone in the cold. Um, <laughs> take all five dollars of my Patreon earnings and buy yourself, I don't like a candy bar. I don't know what that can buy you nowadays, but goodbye. Um, <laughs> Anyway, um, but yeah, so we're in the we're in the prison scene where, it, like I said, it's the same as before. They're like, isn't this silly? Isn't this thing silly? Isn't this stupid that there's there's a hole in the prison? And then the next scene is kind of like, I don't know why it's here. Yeah, it, the wig. Scene, I don't either. Yeah. Because like, it doesn't move the narrative forward whatsoever, and it's not a recreation of anything in the Batman trilogy. Yeah, so. I was going to say, like, the kid, I don't think, was wearing a wig in that scene. And it's not, you know, every other wig in this entire episode also looks awful. This probably would have been an easier bit to do about, I don't know, the Joker's gray wig. <laughs> you know, the one that notably is wrong. But, uh... I don't know, just like the bat suit having only one glove in the last episode. Um, you know, they've they've like selectively chosen to acknowledge that one part of this is bad. Oh, wait, sorry. What's up? So I think that the whole reason that this scene is here is for the gag where it's the I'm not going to wear this. And then it cuts to her wearing it. That's ah, why the entire scene is here. You know what? You're absolutely right. Great. Um. <laughs> And next we have the She-Hulk scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Megan these stallion shoes up and they twerk together. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> poor, poor Rachel. <laughs> she looks, she looks sick. Like this is, it sounds like we're exaggerating. She, no one looks healthy in this she entire. She should be in dialysis. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's the classic, you know, them singing the, the national anthem, the little boy singing while Bane prepares to come out and like blow everything up. Um, and then he does, and then there's a prolonged bit about him faking out about nuking the city, which... Also, I think that they blew their entire budget, like, their costuming budget on the Bane mask. Absolutely. I mean, there's just no way. Yeah, because the Bane mask looks fine. The Bane mask looks pretty good, but then you look in the same shot, and he's holding a TV remote to explode the green-screened stadium yeah he's like holding a tv remote he's visibly just wearing like a t-shirt and a hoodie and he is incredibly green (laughs) i also the the green screen shots really bother me i do not like them at all in part because everybody look looks green and bad but also because it is just a photograph like would it have been that much harder to because, you know, if you're using just a picture of an Arby's for your establishing shot of the Arby's, which we've we've discussed the Arby's. Why you have gone to film the outside of an Arby's just for an establishing shot? Yeah, like, you know, for five seconds, you know, a good establishing shot length. And, again, we couldn't have used, I don't know, just like a – you couldn't have just like screen recorded a stream of a stadium with people in it for like five seconds because – Maybe it's just me. I was I found it genuinely kind of distracting that everybody in the background was clearly frozen while we're also like hearing background noise and murmurs from the crowd. Like it's like a bad animation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Except without the uh, without the excuse of, you know, it's all been hand drawn by one person. No, yeah. there were a team of people involved with this. And also it wasn't drawn. This is a photograph. Why? Did we do this, Doug? But uh, anyway, yeah, so then we get him talking about blowing things up. And again, this scene and the one in the prison both have, I think, the same problem, which is, and honestly, the whole thing That Doug directed it. Yeah, that Doug directed it. But, like, even their attempts to be funny, right? Like, their attempts to, like, poke fun at the weirdness of the Mm storyline. The reason that they all, I think, fall so flat even excluding the fact that they're totally confused and it's we're not sure whether it's supposed to be intentionally bad or if it's just bad. Well, we're confident that it's supposed to be intentionally bad, and we're also confident that it is just bad. But point, you guys get what I'm saying. Beyond all of that, I think part of what makes them fall so flat is the fact that they aren't really doing anything with the silliness of the plot. Like, yeah, everybody knows that Batman as a concept is kind of silly. We get that the like the big prison in the ground giant hole. It's stupid. Like we all knew that watching the movies. No one was watching the movie. He thinks the audience is dumb, I think is the root of the issue. It is like he looks he thinks he's the only one who's come up with these takes and that everyone else is stupid and it needs to be pointed out to them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, a little bit of a fake out. 
There we go. Okay. Okay. I was I was waiting for it. Like I said, I don't know why it does that, but I, I at this point I'm I've got this down to a system. But yeah, no, exactly. Like you said, he thinks he's the only one who's spotted any of this stuff. And that like I don't know. It's just it's all very strange that like and they don't do enough to like escalate the silliness to like actually make you laugh at it, right? Like He's not doing anything new. He literally is just repeating the actual things in a silly voice. I would respect this so much more if throughout the episodes I got, like, progressively sillier and sillier, i.e. Dark Place. Where, like, you yeah, exactly. the first episode to the last episode and you're like, how did we get here? Yeah, um, how did this happen? <laughs> yeah. It, I need the eyeball, son. In Dark Place, it's, uh, it's the second to last episode where we get a musical number sung by... Um, it's Todd so Sanchez. Good. Unironically great song. God, I it's so good. I might rewatch all of Dark Place right after this. Because what a good show. Um, but Dark Place, that's my recommendation for all of you, everybody. Um, listen to the Patreon episode we did on it. Also, uh, but yeah, it, there's no escalation. And like I said, it's so much of the their jokes. It's literally just him going like, "Wait, you're telling me." Only one person has climbed out of the big hole. And they go, yep, that's that's what's happened. It was only one person. He goes, and it was a oh. child. Wow, this doesn't sound like a very good prison. Like, yeah, this is a comic book movie, Doug. I'm sorry. Also, it's not all going to make sense. A common joke in Batman is that like the prison system sucks. Yeah, like, like yeah. asylum is really insecure. Exactly, like it. There, there were things that they could have done with this joke if they, because if they just wanted to like point out how silly the big hole prison is, because again, it is silly. Obviously, it's silly. It's a big hole in the desert that he lies in for like a couple months while his broken back heals. Everybody understands that that is insane. Yes. But you, you need to like do something more than just point out the fact that it's a little silly, and that's again why I think. Tonally, it's so hard to distinguish it from a Nostalgia Critic episode because mm-hmm. all of this is just Nostalgia Critic level commentary. Yep. Um, and then we get, I guess, an even more egregious example of that where it's like Batman on the ice. But I might be jumping out of order. I think there was a scene in between those things. Um, um, we have the scene where he's talking. No, it's the ice. The yep. ice is next. That's the um, ice. Same thing. We're like, how did Batman get across all the broken ice? And how did he because put the back signal? It doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm sorry. Yeah, obviously that's like the memed response, but it's also true. The, it's the same as everybody. I'm going to let you in on a secret. Do you know how Superman flies? Because it's a made-up story for children. You know, like that's that's how he does it, okay? it's Sometimes you can just accept these sorts of things. If you mm-hmm. want to have fun watching a movie about a man who dresses up as a bat and beats up poor people – you're going to need to accept Why a little bit of silliness. Why your suspension of disbelief end there? Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, like, it, it, it's it's like a less political version of, like, the people who are like, mermaids wouldn't be black when, like, the remake of The Little Mermaid came out. And you're like, I, but you. What? You started there, this sentence accepting the premise of mermaids. <laughs> Why do we, what are you doing? None Why of do what you, you said makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, mermaids wouldn't be. I hate to tell you, they aren't real. <laughs> like, You're right, there wouldn't be black mermaids. There also wouldn't be white mermaids. Mermaids <laughs> don't exist. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that you had to learn it this way. Um, also, 
live action Little Mermaid. Now that I'm just remembering that trailer in my head, honestly, not too far off from an episode of Demo Reel. Everything's weirdly gray and washed out. There's like three props visible at all times, and nothing looks very good. We gotta get dug on the demo. We gotta get dug on the Disney remakes. Instead of like how Lin Manuel Miranda's writing all the music, we should just it should all be like the Supervillain Shuffle. I think. Hell <laughs> yes. Hell. All the it's all exactly the same like shot for shot remakes except there's one song in it that is on par with Supervillain Shuffle. <laughs> yeah, and it's like dubbed the new over song by Doug. That they're adding. Yeah, yeah, yeah Aquafina's like, next rap. Yeah. <laughs> Jasmine's, Jasmine's song. Female empowerment song. She like turns people to dust during the song, doesn't she? Yeah. I felt like I was hallucinating that because I was thinking about it a few days ago. What a strange. We can't go down the Disney remake train. Um, we can't. <laughs> we can't start doing that. That's just that's a level of darkness that I don't want to get into. But Close. what strange movies? What, what was bizarre like like they really ran out of shit and were like, let's just. Like, remakes by the same company and by the same people seem really bizarre. I know, like, at least go the Pixar route and just go, like, we're making... Because I think Pixar did just, like, announce a new Toy Story movie, which Toy is Story psychotic. 17. Yeah, exactly. Like, Disney, just, like, they should have at least done that, right? Where you're like, we're making Fox and the Hound 3. And you're like, okay, sure, I guess. They tried that, they just didn't put them in theaters. Which yeah, exactly. Problem. Give them big budgets, put them in theaters, give us the sequels we're craving. Yeah, and look, here's the thing. I was a dumb child once. Dude, I was at, like, the store oh. and I saw, like, Cinderella Aladdin 3. Aladdin Oh, Aladdin 3, King of Thieves, or whatever it's, it's called. I was like, rules. hell yeah, dude, absolutely. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, this looks like shit. What a bummer. But also, I was seven. I didn't care. I was watching a new was, Aladdin movie. And I was watching it on a screen that was, like, four inches by four inches. Like Yeah, everything looked like shit. If it didn't look like The Lion King, it looked awful to me. Like, I didn't care. <laughs> Disney, why are we doing this? Why? But anyway. I'm just Disney, why so are you tired. pouring copious amounts of money into CG remakes? Anyway, back to Demo Reel. Yeah, Something unfortunately, I guess so the answer better. is because people are pouring copious money into Disney. But... Boo, stop doing that. When we become a Marvel podcast, we'll have thoughts on this. Uh, next scene is... Oh, I guess this if is the one part... If it weren't for the color balance, this scene wouldn't look terrible. Yeah, it wouldn't look terrible. It would also, funnily enough, actually be the closest thing to what we were talking about before, where they like actually escalated the silliness of things. Mm-hmm. Where like, yes. Unfortunately, they did it in a fairly lazy way where they were just sort of trying to lampshade the fact that there was only one woman involved in the project. But still, you know, they were trying this scene was we're grading on a curve it was fine yeah but yeah that in that one we get like rachel and selena and everybody they all yeah we get selena reveal except she's like raquel in this for some reason also in maybe the most look i've tried not to be mean about doug casting himself as people in these because you know it does feel a little bit rude to sort of like it make fun of him for casting himself but casting himself as um god what's his joseph gordon levitt is so funny because at 40 joseph gordon levitt looks 20 years younger than doug did at 20 like there's just i refuse it's crazy it's he's but anyway that's okay look you we've all got to do what we've got to do um um so the the two-face explaining 
how Batman is Bruce Wayne, but it says David Bowie upside down. Like he's trying to explain the plot of the movie, basically. Yeah. Um. But the punchline is that it says David Bowie upside down, but they can't read it because it's upside down. So he has to turn the whole whiteboard over to show them that it says David Bowie. Yeah, which and that that's a strange one because look, here's the thing, right? Is the joke there seems to be them saying like this plot is like needlessly convoluted. And but why? Why a, to add David Bowie? Yeah, why are we I adding David Bowie to it? I don't understand. Leave him out of it, please. He's had enough. <laughs> Leave <laughs> David Bowie alone. Leave David Bowie alone. He doesn't need this. He's dying of cancer right now. He's. I think he might have actually been writing Black Star when this happened. I have. I can't prove that. I could easily look up the release dates of these things and confirm it, but I won't. Um, also, the the. It says Tesla is pointing to David Bowie. Hmm. Which that's that's the other one. Okay. I don't so, understand. Well, because that's you know, like in the prestige. Yeah. So that does just mean that they so to answer the question, they brought David Bowie into this because they've ran out of ideas and just started writing about other movies. Wait, hang on. Was he explaining oh shit. Is it just a joke about the fact that Christian Bale is in both of these movies? Is that really all that was going on here? Maybe. Because I was going to say, like, Alfred equals war criminal question mark, which I really like. Okay, that is pretty funny. Um, yeah. Okay, never mind. So I guess that they just wait. Joker equals Nietzsche. Oh, okay, that made oh. me unreasonably angry. Um, so I'm gonna. All right, I flip back to the Skype call, so I don't have to look at that. So, yeah, it, the, the joke here seems to be, like, aren't the – don't his movies have such complicated plots? And, A – Not really. Not really, no. Um, They're generally, I think, pretty easy to follow. Some yeah. of them, I'll admit, are a little bit weird, and sure, I could see like, how you can get lost, right? Like Your first time watching, like, Memento or Inception, sure, whatever. Yeah. Or, like, honestly, I thought Inception was fairly... Like, the plot of Inception's easy to follow. It's just that there's so many rules getting dumped on you that you're, like... If you yeah, aren't a loser saying, like, like me who loves exposition, then... If it's you your know, first time watching and you're casually watching it, it's going to be a little, like, Yeah, more... it feels like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Like, why? Wait, why are they outside now? What's happening? I don't understand. And if um, you're stoned in a psychology class watching Memento <laughs> for the first time... Also, quite the experience that I wouldn't know anything about. Um, I still, I, I think a lot about the, uh, the a closer look bit about watching Interstellar, where he's like, it's much better than Inception. I, I left Inception halfway through to go to the bathroom, and I came back, and I was like, wait, am I in the right theater? Why is it snowing outside now? Which is so cool. I love a closer uh, look. Um, but anyway, point being, even if you want to say that some Christopher Nolan movies have a complicated plot, the Dark Knight Rises doesn't. It doesn't. The only like arguably complicated thing about it is like the the plot twist around um Rachel. Rachel, whatever her actual mm-hmm. name is. Um Razal Ghoul's daughter. The only like that's the only like thing that could possibly be complicated about it. And that isn't complicated. It's just that it's a bad twist that shows up in like the last 5 minutes of that character's yeah, life. It's just not good. Yeah. <laughs> It's and not also, that, Prestige 
like there's a little bit i guess that you could get lost on but it's not that complicated like i understood it perfectly fine the first time i watched it and i was like not that old yeah no my uh michael my twin brother quite famously understood it perfectly the first time he watched it which is on the airplane while he was asleep i woke him up immediately after watching it because i liked it and wanted him to see it so i could talk with him about it so he was like half asleep yeah he was half asleep watching it and he understood it perfectly fine yeah and has come to forgive me uh for being admittedly a bad brother when i did that to him i should have just let him sleep Yeah, we were both incredibly tired for, like, the rest of the day. And my parents were like, didn't you guys sleep on the airplane? And Michael tried to say something. And I was like, oh, yeah, we did, you know. But um, Totally. Yeah, got plenty of sleep. Anyway. Um, Man, shout out to my brother. Uh, moving past that. Oh, then we get um, Bat Jesus, of course. The uh, classic Doug joke of hyphenating Jesus with anything else, which... We can't judge him too harshly. The internet was different back then. That was just the funniest thing you could do. It was like that and make jokes about any edgy subject. Uh, And then then we get... We have the the, finally the payoff for the plot, the through plot of this episode. (laughs) Of what will the ending of this movie be? And what it will be is instead of showing you what's going on they're doing the opposite and they're gonna tell you what's going on famously the movie rule tell don't show (laughs) yeah and then you know it cuts to donnie sitting alone in the editing room satisfied with himself for how it's gone uh cutting out tacoma's angry rant afterwards when he realizes that he has been had which Um, is angry rant is like three words yeah where it cuts right yeah, you just like he just is like jumping through. You're we're supposed to assume like the entire rant, uh, and then we get a cliffhanger thing like a sequel. Yeah, they like tease a sequel in a post credit scene. So like it or not, we're getting closer to being a Marvel uh, podcast than uh-huh. we care to admit, because we get like he reads something from a, an act from an organization called like Swede, I think is what it was called. Yeah. Um. And he, he sets down the letter and we the camera focuses in on their the little note that they, I guess, scribbled in Sharpie at the bottom of their typed out letter. I'm not sure why that happened. but That thing people do. Yeah, that thing you do. You know, you type out an email. Well, I guess not an email. You type out a letter. Which. You type side, out the email, you print the email. You print the you email. And then you, you type out an email and you go, I wish this sent slower. Uh, <laughs> but you're like, but I still want it to have the impersonal. And clinical feel of an email. I don't want it to have like, you know, the person handwritten. Handwritten or typewriter. No, no, no. I want it to say to Doug from Swede, maybe CC Rob. And then I want it to be like very formally written. I want it to where Google has definitely suggested them some things to you and you press tab to accept. <laughs> That's what I want out of this. And then I want you to print it. Take a Sharpie. Don't sign your name on this. Do not sign your name on this, whatever you do. But write a little note at the bottom. Just cryptic. That's the perfect way to tell your friends about them. Yeah, and the note should be the most important aspect of the letter. Uh, The little little PS there. Um, What you say in the email doesn't matter. (laughs) 
because yeah, their their little postscript is P.S. If our demands are not met, a disaster beyond your imagination will occur. Which I love the idea of like kidnappers typing out like the note, and they're like, "Fuck, we forgot to say what would happen if they didn't follow us." God damn it! Hang on. What if they don't pay us? What are we supposed to do? Yeah. Fuck. Just in case they don't pay it, we got to save on printer ink because, you know, we might not have as much money in the future as we think. Hand me the Sharpie. Um, That's actually what note. happened at the Ramsey house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they had a typed out letter, but it was wrong. So they had to rewrite the whole thing by hand there. Yeah. And then in the meantime, you know, yeah, the dad is just like strangling her in the basement. He's like, just... Just okay. Just grab a pen. It doesn't matter anymore. It's just like you know, like I don't care. And it's like the longest ransom note ever written for some yeah. reason. Yeah. It, yeah. What, what happened with the Ramses? Let me tell you. Dave McGowan has some theories. Um. <laughs> just yeah. Just just looking at it. I can't there. wait for like the weird discovery documentary you're on. You're an expert on. <laughs> oh God, I've been thinking about that bit. <laughs> I was really like. Like, they don't actually put my real name, so it's just, like, at Matt K. Ultra, and, like, underneath it, and, like, the little, like, part where it says my profession, it's, like, madman. Like, <laughs> like, I'm on, um, they tell me that it's a documentary about, like, Dave McGowan, but it's actually, like, some, like, New York TLC, Times thing on, like, 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 the dangers of falling too far into a conspiracy theory hole. <laughs> um, and, you know, it just... You're wearing like, your Carly uh, Rae Jepsen merch and your Top yeah, Gun pin. And... Yeah, wearing the Carly Rae Jepsen hoodie, the Top Gun pin... Um, yeah, just sitting there and I'm going like, yes, you know, I, uh, I, uh, I think, uh. Says mad man, question mark? <laughs> <laughs> Matt Kiltra, parentheses, we think. Um, <laughs> mad woman? Who knows? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm on the next, uh, I'm on the next Matt Walsh documentary. Um, <laughs> it's like, I'm here with a trans woman. I'm like, what? Uh, no, you're not. He's like, so you admit it. And I'm like, I, I <laughs> So you admit I, you're not a woman. What? I'm like, I, well, yeah, I guess. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cis man. <laughs> so good, you agree. Ladies, we got him, folks. And I'm like, but did I just Oh no. What was I just complicit in? <laughs> <laughs> and getting canceled. Like there's people like posting like share this person's face around. It's just, like a picture of me looking really confused <laughs> sitting next to Matt Walsh. Like, wait, I don't understand what's happening. Hang on, I wasn't supposed to be here, I don't think. Um. <laughs> Detransitioner, and you're like, I never, what? <laughs> no, I didn't ever, please. <laughs> Me becoming the face of the detransition movement is maybe the funniest place for my career to go. Um. <laughs> Nothing changes, but you're just the face of the detransition movement. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Whew. All right. Um, that's that. That is that. Hey, demo reel, everybody. It's bad. Um, we don't like it. We don't like it. We'll be back for episode we keep... Yeah, episode two, technically. Um, oh, yeah, this was this episode, was just episode one. one, part one. A, a part two, right. That's the uh, way that numbers work. Oh, well, that's okay. Um, but we'll be back because, you know, we're back to – we have things to say. I might, going forward, we might start just, like, throwing in other channel awesome creators and projects every now and then to shake things yeah, up. I like that idea. Yeah. We'll see, everybody. Let us know what you think about that. Would you be all right if the Doug Zone... We're keeping the Doug Zone name. Until we become a Marvel podcast, we're staying the Doug Zone. Yes. Um, but we might 
in practice become the channel awesome zone who can say yeah uh <clears throat> anyway thank you all for joining us as always uh we no longer have an outro uh 